It is good that we are here on this last week of the liturgical calendar. And so we celebrate the feast of Christ the King. It is sort of the crown on the liturgical year. And that is why I'm wearing white. And that is why I have candles on the altar. And that is why the seminarian and I wore our funny medieval hats to remind you that this is an important feast. The servers liked the hats. I told them if they ever go to seminary, I'll buy them one, you know. <laughs> Put it on the brochure. The mural, which Father Nathan selected for the, the church renovation, has a giant picture of Christ the King sitting on a throne. And the reason why Father Nathan chose this, chose an image of Christ the King to put in the church, is because he wanted to remind all of us that the liturgy, the Mass, is an act of worship of Christ the King. We gather here to worship Christ the King. And it is through the Mass, especially through the Eucharist, that we are united to Christ the King, to Christ triumphant. Where you see this in sacred scripture is in the book of Revelation, the last book in sacred scripture. Because what you will see in the book of Revelation is essentially a mass being depicted. God is in the heavenly kingdom, the heavenly city, a heavenly temple. There is the throne of the Lamb, which is in the midst. That's why we put an altar in the middle of our church, because in a few moments it will be the throne of the Lamb, Jesus Christ. In Revelation, you will see people dressed in white surrounding the throne. You see people dressed in white surrounding the altar. In the book of Revelation, you see golden candlesticks. You see angels dressed in priestly vestments offering incense. You see other angels singing hymns like holy, 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 Lord God of hosts and offering glory to God in the highest. It's a big mass. What that should remind us is that our mass, this very mass, participates in the worship of God in heaven. The earthly mass is a participation in the heavenly mass. And this is what differentiates the Catholic Mass from other forms of Christian worship. Other de denominations can imitate the heavenly Mass, and some of them imitate it quite well, but they cannot participate in it. It's because of the Eucharist. It's because in a few moments I will call God down from heaven into a host. And once he is present, he is on his throne, and we surround him. We partake in the heavenly Mass. The second point to notice about Revelation is it's telling you what heaven is. And heaven is not playing golf as much as you may like playing golf. It's not sitting around having beer and cheese and watching football as much as we may like that. It's not hunting. It's not even a giant theological discussion like myself and the seminarians enjoy. Heaven is depicted in Revelation as a mass. It's this big, beautiful, high mass offered to God. And usually when I tell people this, there's a pause, there's some resistance. They say, well, that doesn't sound fun. It's hard to get to mass. You gotta get up early, you gotta go through the snow some days. Is that what heaven is like? And the answer is yes. And then the second answer is if that causes you to pause and to have resistance, you should enter into that. Father Aaron Pidel, the great Jesuit priest, 
when I was on retreat with him, he told me wherever you feel resistance in your spiritual life, that's actually what you have to enter into because that's where God wants to work. And so if we hear that heaven is essentially a giant, big, beautiful mass and we kind of back away from that, then we should reflect on that. We should ask why that is. Because ultimately, we were created to offer worship to God. That's the end, the purpose of human existence, to offer right worship to God. That's what we were made for. And yet now we struggle to do what we were made for. And the question is why? It's because of the fall. If you go back to the book of Genesis, you will notice that the Garden of Eden is described as like an earthly temple that God dwells in. And Adam is placed in the temple, Eden, to till the soil. And the Hebrew word which is used is the same word which is used when priests work in the temple. The author of Genesis is telling you that Adam is sort of a priest in the Garden of Evil, uh, Eden, an earthly temple. And his purpose, his job, is to offer worship to God. And Adam at first does that and does that well. And then you have the fall... And then he's cast out of Eden. He's no longer able to worship God correctly, and things become chaotic. And so what we have to do, because we inherit this chaos, we have to retrain ourselves. Ever since the fall, we have a certain egoism, a certain like sensuousness, a certain laziness, and all of that makes it hard for us to worship God correctly. <clears throat> It's hard for me to offer the Mass the way I should. It's hard for you to participate in the Mass the way you should because of our fall, because we tend to be self-centered in all of this. And so we have to retrain ourselves. And that's one of the reasons why the church asks that you go to Mass once a week and encourages you to go every day. It's one of the reasons why the church encourages me to celebrate Mass every day. The church understands that practice makes perfect. And that it's hard for us to learn how to worship God. The first couple times I offered the Mass, I was so overwhelmed that I was not offering it perfectly. But little by little, I got better at it. But even now, I struggle with my own sinfulness, my own laziness, the fact that I don't eat enough vegetables and I get tired. And all of these things prevent me from offering the Mass the way that I should. And so the church wants me to do it every day. So I learn, I retrain myself. So that by the end of my life, the only joy which I have on earth is the Mass and the Adoration Chapel. And the church wants you to do the same thing. It understands it's hard to pray the Mass. There's a mystery. It takes focus. You have to let go of some of the outside cares and enter into it. And that's hard. But little by little, you get better at it. That's why the church asks us to celebrate it daily. That's why the church likes adoration chapels, because the adoration chapel, which will open on December 4th and looks fantastic, is sort of a mini heaven. You get to go in there and you get away from your phone and you get away from all the chaos of the world and you spend time with Jesus. That's heaven on earth. That's why the church asks us to frequently confess our sins, especially priests, because we have to cut away the things which prevent us from worshiping God. Ultimately, we have to learn to worship God properly so that we can learn to be in heaven because that's what heaven's going to be so we have to retrain ourselves we have to try little by little to grow so that by the time we enter heaven we are accustomed to it and we have found joy in the worship of God so that we are found worthy of doing it for all eternity